Well, top of the morning or evening, whatever it is to you gardeners and homesteaders, we hope everybody's having a fantastic day. And we're just so happy to be here with you. We hope you're having a great holiday season. Right now, Batavia and myself are planning our gardens for next year. We're getting our seeds started, our seeds in order, getting everything going. And we want to just give this opportunity, first of all, for you guys to hear the top five episodes from last year. So these are the episodes that you guys listened to the most, commented and enjoyed on. So be sure to enjoy these. I'm excited to re-listen to them myself. And also, we have a couple of announcements. One is I am starting to do uh, seed starting date profiles for people. So if that's something you're interested in and you want, we can do a seed starting profile for you. Just email me at sandybottomhomestead at gmail.com. And the first 10 people to do it are going to get a 50% off discount. And this will be geared for you and your area. So give me your state and your city that you live in. And we'll get you a customized seed starting schedule for you. Because what I found out in the past couple of years is, in fact, I was starting my seeds way too late. And I wasn't taking proper precautions and using the seeds to the best of their ability to grow bigger, stronger plants and thrive more, rotate my crops out so I can get three to four season gardening out of it. Depending on where you are, you can get that fourth season. Little disclaimer there. But definitely reach out at sandybottomhomestead at gmail.com and we'll get one made for you. And also, we are proud to give you our sponsor, which is Planter App. And like I said, this is the time of year where we're going to be planning our gardens and we will be using the planter app. It is an amazing app and it's just, it's grown so much over the years. It's amazing, but you can create profiles on it. You can make all your different gardens and layouts and it's drag and drop interface. It has all the details you need for your plantings, for your plants, for your frost dates, your days to go out. It has everything you need, gives you pest controls, companion, combative plantings, just it's got it all. I mean, it's something that I have really fallen in love with over the year and I credit the success of my garden to this over the years. So definitely check it out. There's a link below that will get you a hefty discount on it. So please take advantage of that because this is the season in which we're going to be starting our gardens and planting them. And we want you to take advantage of it so you can get off to a great start for the year. And it is available on Apple and Google. You can use it on your PC. You can use it on your tablet and your phone. So anywhere you are, you can use this app. So check it out. That's the Planter app, the P-L-A-N-T-E-R app. And make sure you use the link below to get your discount. And that was a mouthful, everybody. So without further ado, we're going to play these episodes. And just know we are planning our gardens just as hard as we can because we are ready for the new year. And well, and also new Batavia, if you know what I'm saying. But also the next gardening season. So everybody, as you listen to this, remember, we're going to learn to grow and grow for change. Let's say that you have looked at your garden and you've looked at the state of the world and you've decided food security is an issue. Well, let's ask this. Can you fix it in a single season? Can you be more secure in a single season? Right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. 
how good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We're your hosts, Ben and Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country. And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, where we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to support our show, please check us out on Patreon. Two free episodes a month, amongst other benefits. And if you don't want to spend anything and you just want to enjoy us, come check us out on YouTube. It will support us. And um, T-shirts and Amazon links and all that stuff are below. If you feel so inclined, thank you so much. Without you, we cannot continue to, to create this show and all the content we do for you. And we're here to help you. And we're here to help you with your food security today. So I hope you guys enjoyed Soylent Green. If you finally went to go watch it now that we've totally spoiled it. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> um, so food securities, in case you're new, two things. One, we recommend you watching Soylent Green. We have posted in YouTube, Instagram, and Patreon links to go watch it for free. So please watch that because it will kind of help set the stage. And the other thing, too, is... Um, did you finally get my message, Batavia? <laughs> so, um, oh my gosh, I decided not to go to the bathroom before we started recording, and that was a mistake. <laughs> okay, I got it. Yes, yes, so, yes, I got the message. I understand. You are correct. <laughs> so, um, food security, what is it? Um, by the United Nations Committee on World Food, security means all people at all times have physical and social and economic access to a sufficient, safe, and nutritious food that meets their food preferences and dietary needs for an active, healthy lifestyle. There you go. We're going to continue to repeat this throughout the entire thing in the beginning so everybody can kind of grasp that. And we've had opinions on it in the previous episodes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you, if you want to hear the little rants and stuff, by all means, go check it out. But specifically, um, we're going to talk today about if you can become food secure in a single gardening season mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right yeah i don't want to spoil it and say or how much can you accomplish in a single season i think let's leave it let's let it linger for a second you know can you accomplish food security in a single season and i'm going yeah. to give you the benefit of saying it can be the full year it doesn't just have to be the summer garden season um, oh for sure I th i'm calling it a full growing season <laughs> um and i do realize uh that we are releasing this in the middle of a, of a gardening season mm -hmm. so well you know what actually we let's talk let's talk just a minute since we're still in the opening on that um so young ben and i I mean, we talked quite a bit about the win for this series and there was, you know, wait until the fall. We had actually had a whole other series done. Right. And we could have released that in the July period, but decided against it and decided to go with this one because we think the timing is essential. We knew we couldn't wait until next year, just in good conscience, conscious. Yeah, that's a term. Conscience. Conscious. Yeah, yeah. Whatever That's okay. the Let's good move thing on. is, you know, uh, like we just, we couldn't do that. And um, sometimes it's, you know, well, let's say, say this, whenever what we believe could 
hit us and could make things more difficult for us. It's not going to happen on a schedule. It's not going to happen on this day. This is the first day of summer. And guess what? No, that's just not how this thing works. You know, no. we talked quite a bit about the timing and things in the last week's episode. Um, and so as you mentioned to us, I think it was just you and I offline. Like pause if you haven't listened to the first two episodes. And we don't normally say this. We want you to listen to all, of course. But if you haven't listened to the first two, stop what you're doing. Go back to the episode where we introduced the series and listen to that. Then listen to last week's and then pick up here. Um, yeah, don't and, just come in right now, yeah, please. Yeah, and then we'll be wrapping up next week. I think it is. Um, but yeah. yeah, you know, this is this is almost like the you know when are, when should you plant fruit trees? Like yesterday. This is like this is what this series. You know, it's the equivalent to it. Like when should yeah. you release this series? Yesterday, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's never a right time to release it because anytime you do something like this, you're like, shit, we're late. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, in, in true Backyard Gardens um, fashion, generally we are a little bit behind the times on releasing something, but we really tried this time. And it was it was super awkward to be like recording something and then referring to this episode, these series in the middle of something. But it, I think the timing is right because... There's still time to make changes in your garden right now as we sit here and have this conversation. There's still time to do these steps. And I would say that, you know, the the official title is can, you know, the official working title at this (laughs) moment is can you do it in a single season? And I think really what we should have, we're not going to, but we should have said is can you do it in a single season and a half? See, because I, you're just, in my opinion, this is normally the stuff, guys, that we work out before, right? Yeah. In my opinion, <laughs> we is, have like you know thirty what, minute honey, discussions over it. Starts your season that we're talking for the purpose of this is summer, fall, you know, winter, and spring. Now, if you're listening yeah. to this episode, if you listen to this episode in the winter, yeah, you're talking about the 2023 growing season. You know what I'm saying? Like, like make it just like we do at any time. What we're sharing it's going to be applicable at the time you listen to it. Right. It's yeah. not this, this thing doesn't expire or what we're talking about. So it's fine. Yeah. And, and, and just like in the garden though, there is no fixed timeline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it can, it, it all varies. Yeah. You know, does it start on your last frost date? Does it start here or there? It, it doesn't really matter. The fact is, is, you know, if you listen to the last episode, you know what changes we can make just to start now. Mm-hmm. But then building on it, there's stuff that we can do now to help get a hedge on our own personal food security and even possibly our community food security Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go on a limb and say that, too. And the only thing I'm going to say about that is if we did get into a Soylent Green situation, I would strongly recommend reconsidering the community part. Mm-hmm. for safety purposes mm-hmm. and I, I don't really want to get any more into that for this i just that's my community service announcement um if you guys want to hear about that you can let us know maybe we can talk about that but i feel like it's not really a conversation for backyard gardens itself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty of other places that have talked about it so in a single season in a single growing season can you do it yeah that's a that's a loaded question what is before we even go, like, what are your initial thoughts on that? Um, I initially, my initial 
kind of gut response because I'm conservative when it comes to this kind of thing, right? Um, is no, right? Um, but what let me tell you though, because we're going to go to break. This is like if we're being interviewed on you know, television, we're going to go to break, we're going to come back, and someone's going to tell Miss Batavia that she should have answered that differently. No, in all seriousness, um, and thank you for, you know, letting me join this show a part of what we're doing and what we've done for these last three years and really focused in on this year. Um, it has led me to look at things a bit differently. I know it sounds general, right? You know, but, um, they, this, this thing of it all, it doesn't have to wait. You don't have to wait to do everything. You don't have to really have things buttoned up to do everything. Um, you can make, if you listen to the last recipe of the day, shout out to Anna again, because damn, it's a good recipe, you know, from last week's episode, you know, you can make something out of nothing, right? You know, so then if I look at it through that lens, which is, I mean, that's shedding a lot of Batavia. That's shedding a lot of like, the, like my, my DNA, the way that I've been built. Yeah. And to be able to recognize that that's happening, hasn't happened, but it's happening is pretty huge. So if I look at it through like the kind of evolving Batavia lens, I do think that you can make <clears throat> a huge impact and create food security for you and your family in a season. It's possible. Um, food security forever? No. And I'm like, for, like forever, ever? No. You know, but uh, you can definitely wade through the storm, I think, so to speak. So I completely disagree with you. I think you can. So it should be Flat an interesting out. conversation. Flat out. Flat out. Yeah. Flat I, out. You I think you yeah. can. Yeah. Um, that was not pre-planned. I honestly expected you to be like, of course you can. <laughs> Garden love. We love everybody. You, you still... Um, See, it's what you want me to be I know. <laughs> that you keep on getting challenged by. And then <laughs> then I come back and you realize who I am and then we're here. But it definitely hey, should make for a good conversation. So hard. You ain't got to point at me so hard. Jeez. <laughs> with, with both, I'm using all. <laughs> I got all 10 pointers uh-huh, going on uh-huh. right now. And she's wide eyed and bushy tailed. Mm. Good night. <laughs> But no, you know, I, in the past three years, I've sat across this desk from you and this computer screen, and I've 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 watched you, um, in your evolution mm-hmm. in in certain areas, and I can tell you that if you do believe in evolution, and if you don't, whatever. But if you do believe in some sort of evolution, based on what I've seen, mm-hmm. it must have been a painful process for the past couple million years. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, it falls right into what we're talking about. So it does. not just necessarily my mental attitude towards this. So before we met, so if I go back to 2019 and there were years leading up to this, remember, this is where I expanded in 2019 to the front yard garden. Right. Yeah. So now I have these two growing spaces, easily double the growing space. Right. And now here we are four years later. I had to count on my fingers. You know, yeah. we're four years from now. This is the fourth summer, right? And so you think about not only has my view on this changed, in part, it's also not just based on your influence and Leonard's, of course. It's based on what I've seen in my garden space, what I know to be possible now. Come on now. Uh, oh. Come on, somebody. Now, <laughs> let me be straight. Now, first of all, I don't have a bell, but if I did, ding, ding. And second of all, I'm not saying that it is my influence. So No, you play a I big role here. You're going to have to have uh, all of this, the desk shaking edited out. Because the, 
There are I'm not, leaving it in. This is the natural effect. There are not earthquakes in Chicago. I just got way excited there. Um, but I mean, it, it's it's natural for somebody to be in a garden. And I mean, dude, I'm sure you've seen it in me, mm-hmm, like some of my mm-hmm. thinking and stuff that I do. And I've definitely flip flopped on a few things. And that's not flip flopping. That's evolution mm-hmm, of my mm-hmm, thinking of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as our the experiences world has changed grow, since we've the met, the world has changed not once, <laughs> not twice, but three times mm-hmm. it's changed since we've met each year. It's different mm-hmm. and it's a new hurdle. But you've seen how things change within our gardens. And that's just simply based off of our experiences, our desires, our urges. Um, There is definitely some influence because of the show. But I I can honestly say that it is not completely because of the show. Um, So there's that. But yeah, over time, we all change. Mm -hmm. And and to be specific into this subject that we're talking about, there may be somebody out there... That when we first listened, they listened to the first episode of the series may have been like, no, I'm not going to go down mm-hmm. this rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And now coming into this, they may very well be like, hey, maybe there's a point. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's a need, def- right? The need talk yeah. about to address. And it's not that, you know, before we go to our break, which we're going to go to on time today, in case you were wondering, uh, um, it's not about you know, scaring, you know, the crap out of you. It's about empowering you with knowledge, making you aware of it and encouraging you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what we want to do today. And, you know, to my surprise, it's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle, maybe to be encouraging based on our, um, our separate opinions. Shame, 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 shame. (laughs) Listen, every, and I I feel like it's par for the course. Like when we talk about we as in, you know, folks that sit in seats like this, talk about these controversial topics. We feel like we need to apologize and we have to say things like we're not trying to scare you. And the act of telling someone you're not trying to scare them, like it kind of, you know, puts you, you know, sets you back, like, hold on. Right. (laughs) Saying it alone is scary. And so I really want to say, no, let's not, say it at all but I, I just know that it's a part of what you need to do again when you sit in seats like this um, but then I, I counter that with um, it um, sometimes I describe it as being conservative but sometimes it is um, it's it's being safe sometimes overly so sometimes it's a defense mechanism Right. So if I say you can't do it in a year and I try and I fail, well, I said that I could you couldn't do it in a year anyway. You know, yeah, sometimes there's, the a, there's a trickle of being pessimistic in there. Right. Like there's a lot I know about myself, not everything, but there's a lot I know about myself. So it's all of these things. Um, um, sometimes it's about being cautious as well. Right. You know, so it's that mixture of things. And um, if I or others have that viewpoint that shouldn't be viewed as scary. What what I think though, is that it's important to not kind of close your eyes and ears because of that, because you yeah. may kind of, you may lean more towards the, well, I mean, well, we're gonna change what we've been doing for 40 or 50 years and we're just gonna say, all right, I'm gonna go to my yard for food to make sure, no. You know, like I, I get the idea of not wanting to make that leap, what appears to be a leap. What I'm saying though is, um, let's let's make some of the decisions and think about some of these things with care, right? You know, yeah. um, and not to say that 
that's not your approach, but um, I do believe that um, it's easier for some than others, right? You know, and we're, we're talking about the large, we're talking about the majority here, the audience. Um, so I welcome the idea that, you know, it's just not like, let's just say yes. I'm okay with what our discussion is going to be with. Oh, I'm totally yeah. okay with it. And Step I want to, I want to, I want to tell you why I apologize. I don't apologize, but I tell you that before him because mm-hmm. I've listened to things in the past mm-hmm. that have, you know, albeit important conversations, they scare you. And then the solution, quite frankly, was spend as much money as you possibly can in all of your efforts into this subject. And then you'll, you're, you might be OK, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not where. And I mean, I walked away from those conversations I mean, honestly, I look for the tallest cliff with the shortest walk (laughs) after I was done because I was like, oh, here we come. You know, here we go. This is it. Yeah. And that's not really where I want to. I want to make it, you know, where it's something doable. There's an action that can be accomplished. You know what I mean? And it, it, it definitely if it does scare somebody, that's fine. But I want it to be accomplishable goals something that we can all do so and i feel like we can do that maybe who said we were going to break on time my last statement before break will be some of this i know yeah some of the shit is scary (laughs) period point blank yeah end sentence it is so um that message that i sent you still rest firm right now and um i do want to say if you guys watch soylent green we don't agree with everything specifically the furniture and we will be right back with our discussion on how we can make this happen in one season Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. We want everybody to have a garden and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck. All right, Batavia, you got one season. What? <clears throat> you can't send me a message back in the beginning because it's going to mess me up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Batavia, you got one season. To make it happen, to be more secure with your food, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Are there any rules? Like, is it just basically what I already have? No, there's no okay. rules. Whatever. It is what it is. So this al- discussion is free. This is always a catch-22. Um, so, with you, I mean, in particular, you always set up a catch-22. Um, so, I'm setting I'm out at, at the that. beginning or wherever I am now, you know, for the next growing season and one of the things that i'm going to do is always be sewing you're so you're referring to your tule fabric no i'm referring to always sewing, sewing. and patching it yeah uh, oh, oh, <laughs> that was terrible that was terrible oh, it was so terrible but i feel like i'm i'm feeling attacked man you know i have a special place no. in my heart for that stuff <laughs> every time it tears up i make a hula dress yeah um no always be sowing seeds man yeah, I mean, ex- I, mean, I get shows over. Everybody have a good day. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, and that's why I referred to like the last half. Like, there's still time to make a change. Mm-hmm. You know, you 
you can add more to your garden now. You can expand into a fall garden. Um, Batavia brought up for the next community garden show. We'll probably at some point be talking about seasonal eating, Mm -hmm. which if you start growing a fall or a spring garden, you will definitely experience seasonal eating. So I, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, let's be honest. This definitely comes down to growing more food. Yeah, absolutely. But well, it, the ways to do it, and and how how can we be more wise, right? So there are components of everything isn't equal. All things aren't equal when it comes to growing a plant. Um, and so I don't, I don't know. I know the timing of this episode, but I don't know the timing of the video that I'm going to do. Um, but I. If you and that video would be on Be Better Garden, just so y'all know. Ding! Um, I have this little slushy here. I don't want to knock it over, so I. Inst- That'd be disastrous. The Appreciate that. Um, but if you hear this first, it doesn't matter because it's important and it's relevant. So I, um, I don't know. Maybe ninety some odd percent of my garden is based on what I sowed. You guys have heard it if you've been around for a while. I still have trouble starting brassicas from seed. We're not diagnosing it here. But no, I'm going to go to your house and sew them for yeah, you next right? year. Yeah. So well, sewing isn't the problem. Keeping them alive is the problem. So yeah. <laughs> getting them outside. So the, the short version of this is that I purchase and, and I spent probably a decade purchasing transplants. So that's no thing to me. But based on this, the size of the garden now, it's just I can't afford to pay for all of them. And, and I don't want to when it comes to transplants, yeah. but I'm okay with shelling out some dollars if they're reasonably priced and if it's something I really want to grow. So broccoli, collards, cauliflower, uh, and cabbage is what I purchased for transplants this year. I thought. So <laughs> <laughs> it was at the end of June that I realized that five of my oddly shaped collard green plants were actually Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Five. Welcome to the club. Yeah. And so not only, and I only realized that when they start, the buds started to appear, I had been questioning this early on, like what the, I've never seen leaves grow this way. Now the catch is I had already started Brussels sprouts and of all of the brassicas that took, they took. I planted out four Brussels sprout plants. So as of this recording, I have nine Brussels sprout plants in my garden. Never would I have ever planted ever nine Brussels sprout plants. That's just, it's, I enjoy them, but that it ain't my jam based on my yeah. space. I'm going to put something else in there, like maybe collard greens. But anyway, I bring this up now um, one as a share uh, two because this kind of thing is what we discuss on the garden updates, which are now on Patreon. So I do love you enough to give you that tidbit, right? But three and relevant to this episode, um, I would have cracked the code if I would have continued to sow brassicas. I first started having the problem in 2020 and I basically waited until 2021 to try it again. Still had problems, waited until 2022. So waited until the time that I would basically need them is when I gave it another at bat. And that's not a whole lot of runway to fail and then try again. Right. Yeah. You know, so as an example, I would have cracked the code over these last three years if I would have continued throughout the season. So I say all of that to say when I talk about always be sowing, it's just not like just don't be growing crap in your in your in your house or whatever. It's not about that. But it's always that consciousness of if I would have tried to sow 
collard greens, which I almost did to sew them again when I failed this first time earlier this year, perhaps they would have took because now I have nothing. All I have is seeds, right? I'm not going to pull the Brussels sprout plants out, but if I wanted to, I have nothing to sub in. Sure, I could go, and this is, again, this is a lot of what I cover on the video. Sure, I could, I could go out and buy some transplants, but that's not my intention at this stage in the garden season, you know? So. Yeah. Well, let me ask, let me ask, uh, so <clears throat> I'm going to ask you a question, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give another, you know, solution to this, but did you save any collard green seeds this year? No. Okay, that's good. So I proposed something to you, and I'm doing it live on Backyard Gardens podcast, mm-hmm. I um, saved collard seeds, and I propose to you that you and I become seed-saving buddies. So, if I save collard green seeds, you save lettuce seeds. If I do kale, you do broccoli, and then we'll share. Because I got probably fifteen thousand collard seeds, so I'm going to send you some, and then if you save some seeds, you send me some of something else, and then that way we're not eating up our entire garden with different plants what do you say will you be my seed saving buddy for life i just i, <laughs> I didn't expect that I reaction guess, of course i will <laughs> just i love that idea so much and it's not a diamond ring everybody it was just a seed <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i'm literally in tears it's such a good idea i can't look i'm not even gonna say i can't believe that we you just came up with it, damn it. No, it's such a good idea. We talk about how much the space, how much space it takes up to let plants go to seed. We yeah. talk about how many seeds that it produces. And I know that they're like seed, um, you know, like uh, parties or whatever you go to and exchange seeds. But this is actually with a full on plan we're talking about, you know, and I, I couldn't love this more. It's a great idea. It's absolutely a way to... Well, maybe in the uh, season and a half because, you know, help with food security. Um, yeah. It's perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. I mean, I'm not wearing a white go. dress, though. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> no. Let's just go for like um, an off cream color. How's that? <laughs> it's, it's probably going to need to be a red dress is all I'm saying. Let's move okay. ahead. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's get, we're going dark. So, um, but yeah, see, I mean, there, there you go. Right there two minutes and now we have a plan mm. this that wasn't pre-planned by the way where we can with a gardening friend and if you don't have a gardening friend get one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. communicate with somebody y'all are on social media yeah. meet somebody i don't like the seed swaps i don't like that because i end up getting seeds that i don't really want to grow necessarily so this way we can have kind of and i mean look every seed that i save you may not want mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. fine but you know, just by doing that, like you won't have to buy any collard seeds for five years. Never. You know what I and, mean? And the so, thing about it is, and just again, a note kind of logistically, the reason why um, this works out so well, it's there's a trust factory as well, because he's going to ship these to my house as I am going to yeah. ship them to his, you know? So um, obviously there's, you know, like uh, we probably don't need to say this, but let's just go ahead and say like, just be cautious if you're giving someone you don't know your address um, may not oh, be the best yeah. idea uh, but I think that's the reason why making this a bit a little bit more personal is important yeah. as well yeah because I mean you know over the years I've saved snow peas mm-hmm. and stuff like that I mean I'm never going to go through the seeds yeah. they'll go bad so yeah. what's the point 
And I can say, you know, off the seeds that I'll send Batavia, she'll save 20, 30 bucks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, would you throw 20 or 30 bucks on the ground and walk away? Sure I sure. And let me rephrase that. It'll save her 20 to 30 bucks a year. My great grandmother is passed on. Uh, but I can remember one of the distinct memories as an adult um, from her is I just don't understand young people. I just see them and they just walk past, a, you know, money on the ground. It's like if I see a penny, I'm going to pick it up. Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> and, and I mean, if, if I'm trying to do the math, she had to have been born like in the early 1900s. You know, and so obviously she's she had lived through a lot, um, and I can never walk past a penny because it it feels disrespectful. And I'm thankful yeah. to of uh, many things for that small nugget, that small lesson. Um, so twenty dollars, man, shoot, I may arm wrestle you. So my wife and I, we were training for a triathlon, and we were doing our bike ride one day, and um, we were going like we were train, we were speed training that day, so we were going full clip. And um, I remember I, I was riding down the road and I saw shiny stuff all over the road and I locked my brakes up. That bitch <laughs> turned sideways. I dropped my bike and jumped off. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, there are quarters and nickels and dimes all over the ground. She's like, you are cheap. We got done. And I took her ass. I said, let's go get some ice cream. I went out there and threw that change on the counter. I said, how cheap am I now? And she's like, you ain't cheap at all. You did the right thing. <laughs> now, I did almost kill her. So that's a different oh, story yeah, because yeah. she almost ran me over. But that's, you know. But, um, you know, just doing stuff like that right there can make you, you know, can. It, I don't want to say make or break. But, I mean, look, we've we've had full-blown episodes and many discussions about seed shortages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And within that time frame, we solved a seed shortage amongst us. And the key You know, is, I would love to send everybody seeds, but I can't mm-hmm. just, I can't keep up with all of y'all. Mm-hmm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But just by doing that, look at, look at there. Well, I mean, it's, it folds into so much. And that's the reason why I was like actually overwhelmed, right? Like I can't cry on cue. So that was absolutely organic, right? Uh, so, I think I could get you to cry on cue, by the way. Well, I mean, it, when you set something up like that, then that you know I'm going to get emotional around. Yeah, I guess that's on cue. Uh, <laughs> but we are now managing how many um, shipments need to come to my house. And, yep. and yours, right? You know, um, there's no need for you to send me your collard green seeds right this moment, you know? No. Um, so you're going to package up some other seeds. You know, we'll probably exchange them at the end of the season, uh, along with any other number of things that we need to mail each other. Like, I mean, I think that it makes far too much sense. Um, it absolutely is sustainable, you know, um, we are lightening the load. We're letting someone else order the seeds that I would have ordered from online. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, so, I mean, I think that that's a great example. And this is the piece that if there is any theme, anything whatsoever, which is actually funny because it's kind of counter to this to this episode. We talk about doing things kind of in small steps. Right. Yeah. So you're not going to solve your food security. You're not going to create food security in just one action period. No. Right. It's going to be multiple actions across multiple steps across this season. Right. That's how it's going to happen. Right. And, you know, <clears throat> another thing, and I'm, I'm experiencing this now, so I'm bringing it up, is perennial planting. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us have space in our yards, um, and I haven't even brought this up to Batavia yet, but, I, you know, last last fall, 
keyword fall. Mm-hmm. I planted a peach tree. Okay. That peach tree right now that I planted last fall has 42 peaches on it. Okay. I planted it in the fall. Mm-hmm. It got watered all winter. It wasn't a lot of pressure on it. I didn't have to water it a lot. And now it has 42 peaches on it. Okay. Just think about that for a second. Now, what else can we fit in these spaces? What else can we use with this? Now, do you know how much that peach tree cost me because I bought it in fall? It cost me $21. And I'm going to get 42 peaches off of it this year. That's a big, I mean, that's a big deal. You know, and, and I'm not saying like, make, you can even get it cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get it even cheaper. You know, I didn't, I, I got it a little bit earlier because I wanted to get it a little bit more established. But you can get something on discount, you know, whatever, what have you. But I did that. And I have a pear tree that I planted five years ago. Dude, I haven't even gotten the first pear on it. <laughs> guess what's coming up out of the ground this year? Uh-oh. I'm pulling it out of the ground, and guess what I'm putting in its place? A peach tree. It may not be a peach. Mm-hmm. It more than likely will be because I happen to love peaches. It could be a plum tree. Mm-hmm. It could be something else. But the fact of the matter is that it is going to continuously give me food for years to come when I don't have to replant it. So this is, um, what can you do? Can you do it in a season? Yes, you can, but you need a plan. And so this has been an area, it, it's a it's a lapse, it's a hole in kind of my garden and my gardening and my garden experience. I, I like to take breaks, man. You know, I'm ready to punch out, take my 15 minutes, right? And I can see it. I can track back. And this would really be helpful if I had written this down. But I can really track back these last couple of years when I've increased the production. I've increased the work in the garden from starting a lot by seed, from planting different things. And there are periods of time where I just shut shut out, shut, shut out yeah. the garden, right? Like... Um, a goal of mine, I don't remember if it was this year or last year, to be quite honest, was it must have been last year was to be sowing every month. And with if I include direct sowing, which I don't think was the original goal, but if I include direct sowing, I was sowing every month this year. Um, however, there are things in the garden that I didn't keep close enough watch on. Right. I wasn't intentional. It's intentional enough about um, my melons are a great example about that. And. I direct sowed some of these things, cucumbers, a couple of cucumbers as well, and they didn't come up. And guess what ended up happening? I was like three or four weeks later, like, well, shit, yeah. you know, let me try to sow it now. And you know how I feel about melons in particular. We, I mean, I'm barely, I barely have enough hot days and I already burned three, three weeks of them. You know what I'm saying? And so when you talk about like always be sowing, there's also this idea of always be paying attention. There's the, how many more years do you need to give that pear tree? You know, like at some point kind of the, the rigidness of being absolutely pays off, right? Let's pull it. Let's, let's talk about what you're going to produce in the next two to three years in that space. Yeah, I mean, dude, I can pull it and I can leave it and maybe get a pear or I can pull it and put a peach tree and get 42 mm-hmm, peaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, I may not get 42 peaches off of it, but you know what I mean. Um, but the, so, yeah, the key here is creating food security doesn't in a, a growing season doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to pull all of the food from my garden this year and in turn be secure. Right. You are taking steps where you have planted something that will lead to food security an element of it right you know you have some diversity now you have some fruit growing which is a part of a healthy diet right um and that was an aha moment for me to be quite frank oh was it yeah yeah 
Well, and so I want to be totally transparent here, which I would have it no other way. Um, I did not go into this peach tree endeavor mm-hmm. with the idea to do. I, I definitely last year was like, look, maybe this pe- this pear tree is just not going to mm-hmm. work out. I don't know. And I was like, okay, well, if that one took five years, the peach tree, you know, maybe I won't get peaches. Maybe I will. Who knows? I don't really know how it's going to work out, but I have this small space. Let's just give it a shot mm-hmm. and see what happens. As I saw it producing, I immediately thought to myself, there's a change that can be made. And at that point, didn't cost me anything. I already made the purchase before. So I know roughly, I know inflation is crazy. So let's just say it's going to cost me 8% more. So it'll be, you know, $25 this year or something. But I can do that and still have a plan. So I didn't go into it with a plan, but I adjusted as I went. And I, I wasn't as rigid about my plan mm-hmm. as some people would think. So, um, you know, you, you, sometimes you got to be flexible. Yeah. And sometimes your ideas, you know, don't, I mean, dude, uh, and this isn't, well, I, it doesn't have to do with my garden, but like with the podcast and stuff that I film and whatnot, a lot of times I wake up in the middle of the night and write it down. Mm-hmm. I, like I, It comes to me. So, you know, that being said, like I, it, that didn't happen, but as I saw it unfolding, throughout the year and the time I was like, look, something's got to change. Let's make this change. And it has always been a desire of me to have regularly reproducing mm-hmm. plants, you know, your herbs, for example, a lot of, you know, my oregano. So my oregano is, <clears throat> turns out it's very important to us. I don't eat a lot of oregano, but what I use the oregano for is my chickens. Mm-hmm. So I feed it to my chickens because it is, um, has antiseptic properties so it can help them with any kind of sickness they have or anything like that. So my oregano just grows wild in it's this space, you know what I mean? So just planting these perennial things, sage, these types of things, you know, um, chamomiles, a, a lot of the herbs that we talked about in our herb series, our herbal remedy series, all that stuff, you know, um, and if they're not, they easily are re-sowed. So there's that as well. Yeah. I, um, as it relates to perennials, I planted, I gave strawberries another go. My plants um, had petered out. You know, strawberries aren't like a lifelong plant. Um, right. And so I bought some new strawberry plants, put it in the garden. I'm going to get a few years out of that. Um, as you know, I planted asparagus for the first time this year. Um, and we know that that again, it's the, I'm investing in, in this growing season and my future food stability, food security. Right. Right. You know. And how is that asparagus going for you, by the way? Oh, it's, well, what I've learned over the last year or so is asparagus is done in the spring. Right. You know, so the last if I was in like year three, I would be finishing or just finished harvesting the rest of the asparagus. So it did what it was supposed to do. It seems it's still not in the perfect location. There was a more perfect location. I chose not to put it in. So it looks like maybe um, seven of the 10 crowns that I planted actually came up. Right now they're going into that kind of fern situation. So we'll see kind of as they put more energy into building the roots now, what happens next spring. Right. So, and the, and the benefit of that too, I imagine is once they get perennialized, uh, they probably don't need to be watered as much. 
which is an excellent point in general. Like perennials are just tougher, man. Yeah. And do you know what asparagus has taught me? What? So you do you, you know I don't grow asparagus, mm-hmm. right? And you know I don't grow asparagus because I didn't want to wait a year for a harvest, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But did you know that if I would have planted, if I would have shut the hell up and planted yep. it five years ago, I'd be swimming in asparagus? Yep. And it's more like there it th- is. Th- three years, really. Like on the third year is the one that you really can get in there and start, you know, right. eating it directly out of the dirt. Um, excuse me. I think that that's, that's, I mean, that's exactly it. That's a great example of when we talk about it is, it has to do with, you know, talking about food security, how many um you know cabbages you're pulling from your garden how many tomatoes that you're pulling from your harvesting from your garden sure it absolutely does um include that but it also includes what you're putting into how you're managing your garden this season right you know have you expanded yet did you have plans on it i mean yeah i'm gonna say at this point in july you probably want to wait until maybe september when the weather cools off just a bit for most of us but like do it man yeah, you know, that's one thing, um, and asparagus, and I've thought this for a couple of years now, is my uttermost failure for not planting. Mm-hmm. I should have planted it when I first got the notion to plant it and just let it grow, do its thing. And I've even thought about maybe tying up an entire one of my beds in my wild garden and just uh, just grow. Mm-hmm. You know I what I mean? Like stop sold and you can buy it maybe in the fall like pre-order it and if you're you know you're buying it online in most cases and it's generally um shipped out in the spring because it's one of those things you're planting early early in the spring there of course you know there's asparagus seeds you know um and there's asparagus Dude, i've heard to not buy asparagus seeds yeah there are asparagus plants you can get from like your home improvement stores um i i don't know for sure because i've not done either of those you know i i was willing to make the investment um which i mean it's not like this isn't cheap you know like i'm investing in the next 10 15 20 years you know what i'm saying You're investing in your future with time and money. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. And so a part of this conversation, too, is, I mean, obviously, we're going to say, and I would be remiss to say, expand your garden if you're consider if you're worried about food securities. But that, you know, it doesn't have to be a total yard makeover mm-hmm. into a complete thing. But adding a little bit here and there, you know, a couple containers, you know, another garden bed here or there, something um, I agree with you, Batavia. The connection is terrible. So um, I, I can hear you. So we'll take okay, that. Um, um, but also, it's again, it may not be full on expansion. It could be reconfiguring. You know, um, yeah. it is. It could be adjusting your thoughts or attitudes or plans around a particular space. Uh-huh, That's uh-huh. it. That's key right there. That's very key. Uh, I like that you said that because I feel like, you know, <clears throat> I got to. I got to kind of get in here real quick and kind of get my yes, you can going on. So by getting in in the spring, in the winter and spring and fall and like from this time forward and you can still add a whole nother garden bed to plant. Like that's definitely a possibility. You you can, you know, sow more seeds and all that stuff is going to set you up for the upcoming seasons. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I'm sending you a picture of how of how much I smiled when you said that since the screen is frozen you can't see me. 
I saw you smile. It froze on your smile. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Won't he do it? Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, it's, you know, in all reality, like there is time, you know, if you don't preserve, there's time to preserve. If you, you know, a lot of us can squeeze in another squash. We can squeeze in something else. You can start doing kale, collards. You know, it's coming into fall gardening Mm -hmm, season. mm -hmm. You know, making that plan, plant your carrots, you know, maybe you can get a carrot harvest and try parsnips if you've never tried parsnips. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did potatoes for the first time this year. I, I added um, raspberries in as a perennial crop, so they'll keep coming. So, you know, I'm expanding in different ways and I'm building on to my edible landscape is really what I'm doing. So um, we did a episode about that and a video so if you want to check that out in the video i kind of went around and talked about my edible landscape and i've even added on since then but you know between the times of when this releases which should be like the middle of july i believe um until the end of the growing season dude you can get a full crop in and if you've never grown in the fall you can have another couple months of food coming, not to mention that a lot of the crops that you harvest, especially root crops, will hold up in your refrigerator for a while. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have to do anything to them. I was just looking at the dates when you said it. Yeah, so we're in mid-July when this releases, and two years ago, the time I was successful starting seeds indoors for fall, I started kale. It was your curly kale, and I started a whole bunch of lettuce. And those plants took, not only did those plants, the lettuce took me through like early December, right? I was uh, cutting and coming again, um, which there is something to be said about when you apply certain techniques as well, right? To help build into your food security. But the kale, not only did the kale provide food that fall, I ended up and I share this again to be completely transparent because it may have impacted you know, what happened in the next spring, I put, I had them in containers. I put those containers inside of a raised bed. That bed was covered with plastic that entire winter. So I'm in Chicago. Um, I garden in zone 6A. I know I don't say it often because there's a very embarrassing episode <laughs> where I say something different in the earlier days of this podcast. But you I didn't I just garden. say it. You didn't just say it. You <laughs> yelled, yelled it. it. Yeah, yeah. I banged on the desk, you know. I was twisting my fingers and hips, and yeah. And we still have listeners that refer to it, and I love it every time you do. You guys are great. I mean, it is notable. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, but I say all that to say that next spring, I pulled off that plastic, and those plants continued to produce. Again, they're biennial kale in this example is and so they ultimately went to seed but I got a ton of early spring vegetables you know so I say that to say don't trip on it being July it's not over for you you know and in 6a what is it I think it's a negative five is our low you know so um let's let's not get it twisted here folks you still could be doing things you could still build uh on your goal to have food security in this growing season. Right. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say something and it's going to be uncomfortable, but if it's, it's in July, 
And if you think your gardening season's over and you're worried about food security, then you need to tighten up Mm -hmm. and get out there and plant something because you technically are just getting started. (laughs) You've got a whole nother season. You need to buck up, Buttercup, and get out there and do it. And it's not that hard to, you know, make space. It's making tough decisions is the hard Mm -hmm. part. Mm -hmm. But if if this is your first year, you know what? Ride it out. See what's going to happen your first year. But take note of what's going to happen. So next year you go because like we've said, it's all about the plan and it's all about your knowledge of what's unfolding in your garden right now. And once you know that in September you're going to get two more tomatoes and you're going to get about 15 green tomatoes, then you can answer the question to yourself in regarding to food security. Is it worth it to keep this tomato plant here? Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. is up for you to decide. I can tell you my decision and you know it, so I'm not even going to say it, but that's up for you to decide. And then that's an empowering process that you can have in your garden. Just to clarify, 6A, and the reason why I don't say it, another example is the the particular is it's actually a negative 10 to negative 5 Fahrenheit um, and as low as negative 23 to 20. Um, Celsius. But I mean, I think that uh, those kinds of things come into consideration. In July, you should be thinking about how many more days you have for which crops, right? You know, so in July, I'm not worried about, you know, getting to negative 10, you know, in October for my tomato plants. But I definitely know that come September, definitely going into October while my last... um, what is it? First average frost date is closer to the end of October. Um, there's still a lot of 50 degree, 40 degree nights ahead of me, you know. Yeah. So there are crops that I could be starting now from seed that will enjoy that weather much more than some of my summer things that are in that space now. Right. And right. I'm still going to continue to grow and nurture those summer things for a while longer. But let's start thinking about what's going to serve me best. Right. And I mean, dude. Go plant some garlic. Mm-hmm. There you go. As easy as that. Go plant some garlic. Well, maybe not in July, you know, I, but order your garlic if you're going to buy it online. Like this is the time that she's about to start selling out. Be so prepared I've got to a do video. Some, yeah, I'm going to give you a plug, man. Give me a second here. <laughs> no, wait. Don't tell them. Don't don't tell them right. what I said I'm going to do. But it's it's out there, mm-hmm. and the video is about me growing garlic and where I get it from, and um. I think you may be surprised. Mm-hmm. So, but you're right. If you order it or whatever, like go ahead. Don't sleep on mm-hmm. it. I'm going to go ahead and tell mm-hmm. you right now cuz the vampire <laughs> epidemic is pandemic at this point and there is no garlic to be found, brother. I'm here to tell you. And for all you southern people, first of all, howdy ho Ranger Joe. There is you're you, it's hard for us to order garlic because we have to plant it so late. Mm-hmm. It's hard for you to order. So go ahead, get your orders in if you're going to do so because there's no easier crop to grow in the winter time. Yeah. No yeah. easier crop. And may I add food changing crop as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for a broad, all food that you eat. You, garlic changes everything and it's for the better. I mean, yeah. let's be who doesn't like garlic and who doesn't want to combat um, vampires. Thank you. I was thinking. You're Dracula. welcome. Um, I the same thing. I am. Um, I did this a couple of years ago. I ended up didn't I didn't do it the next year. I bought a rosemary um, plant, which is one of probably the better things to buy versus starting from a seed. 
Um, so a rosemary planted in a little, you know, starter cup or whatever. And I, again, I've, you've already heard the stats when it comes to, I'm not the coldest place, but it does get pretty cold. I left it in a garden bed. This is again, a garden bed that had plastic over it. It came back that next spring, you know, essentially a perennial grew that full next year. And then that next winter, I didn't cover it and it ended up dying. So again, it could have been that winter was harder than most. Um, it could be that, you know, it's only a perennial with some level of protection. But either way, I mean, these are the things we're talking about. Like, what are you trying to, no pun intended, preserve? What are you trying to take until the next year? Do you have plans on overwintering some things? I've seen, yeah. and I haven't, I haven't poked around too much, but I've seen things where people are planting um, as a standard onions in the fall in cold climates like mine yeah you know with the goal of intentionally not harvesting them until they get up to size in the spring you know um so i personally not onions done is it. on my list for next year hmm? onions is on my list for next year I've, I've this is my third year trying and i'm gonna i'm gonna get it this, yeah. this is the year now this is actually a pretty interesting bit because we talk about things like onions we talk about things like potatoes we have talked about these vegetables and we know that you know up until like right this moment still they're still really reasonably priced right um and so i still don't believe food security means growing absolutely everything yourself doesn't mean that um I think that, again, we talk about supplementing, you know, in some cases, the garden is supplementing your grocery store bill. In some cases, the grocery store is supplementing your garden. Right. Um, But it's taken some years for me to get this handle on growing potatoes, as an example. Right. Well, I got to I got to stop you because you're teetering into the next episode. Okay. be careful. Leonard. I was looking at him and he Leonard. was looking at me and I was looking at him and he's looking at me, but he didn't say anything. So I kept on talking. He just got this stupid smile on his face. And I was like, what are you doing, Leonard? And he was like, I don't know. I'm just looking at her trying to figure out what's going on. So <laughs> Leonard, screw you. So, um, yeah, pause but no, me there. I, Parking lot. <laughs> so, but you know, it's, first of all, we do talk about growing onions and potatoes and stuff like that. And why do we talk about that? Because you don't have to do a damn thing for it to last. It lasts and it's nutritious and, and hard times. You're going to want some potatoes and onions because we all going to be eating some stew, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in a little bit of canned tomato in there and mm, and a little bit of garlic. That's that's your meal. Yeah. You and know what I'm saying? That's that's your meal. And to finish your thought on onions, like I, it's for some people, it's easy, but for a lot of people, it ain't, you know. No. So let's let's start. Let's practice this thing. Right. But the one thing I do have to say, and and this comes with practice and experience is once I get something to grow mm-hmm. one year, mm-hmm. I can do it year after year after year. It, but that comes with practice. And, you know, once you start mastering a handful of plants mm-hmm. and it, I use mastering very loosely, <laughs> by the way, but once you figured out a handful of plants, you start to get a grasp on it. So, you know, like, and this will be the test last year. I got a micro harvest of Brussels sprouts this year. Let's see if I can improve upon that, because if I do, then because that'll be a big test because Brussels sprouts are hit or miss here. And I know I harp about them all the time, but they're damn it. They're out of my brain. So it's one of those things where once I get a handle on it, like I've got that far. Now I know I can tweak and get a little bit better and better and better. And then same with my onions. Like I grew potatoes this year. First time growing potatoes got probably, I don't know, maybe 10 pounds of tomato potatoes um, was hardly worth 
I could buy a bag of potatoes at the grocery store way cheaper. But now that I've done that, I can move ahead next year and potentially, you know, hopefully, you know, increase my harvest on Mm -hmm. that based Mm -hmm. on my experience because I've done this for a while now and I know like my tomatoes, same thing, you know, now you're going to have a bad year some years, you're going to have crop failure and that's, that's just the way it is. But knowing the signs and the things to look for and all that stuff. And that's, I mean, that's why we're here is to help you guys with that. And ultimately though, you can listen to us and watch everything we do and everybody else. But until you do it, you ain't going to learn nothing Yeah. until you get your hands out there and stick your hands in the dirt and stop researching it and get up and do it. Yeah. I think that based on your experience of growing turnips, excuse me and generally you'll harvest them at different times but that creates this balance of you guys were eating uh turnips as if they were potatoes a couple of years ago right you know and so that while anyone can generally do that if you know like okay you could decide that's what you're going to do you confirm that you you and your family enjoy it you know um you don't want to eat turnips for all of the year but guess what you're going to have the sweet, sweet treat of potatoes, you know, That's right. once you grow those in the spring. so That's right. And the key is once you grow those, they last longer. So then I can have them to go with my turnips. Mm-hmm. And when you mix potatoes and turnips together, you get a heavenly, delicious mixture. So um, it's, you know, and now I, I want to take a step out real quick. We're running out of time extremely fast. I want to take a step out of um, the vegetables and all that. And I mean, you can even include it in this, but I want to tell you, you need to learn different techniques in your garden and you can do that this year. You can start propagating. Okay. The act of propagating is essentially taking a cutting, making another plant for free. For instance, my big thing this year was hydrangeas. Mm-hmm. I took my hydrangeas, I trimmed them and I made eight more hydrangea plants worth a total of $160 at the store. So just by doing that, I have not touched them. I haven't done a damn thing since I started them. I did a, a garden live and um, somebody actually scoffed at it when I did it. But I was like, here's my uh, hydrangeas. Let's see if it's got any roots. And I just pulled it up out of the pot and showed the roots because I wanted to know if there was any damn roots mm-hmm. on it, if I was successful at all. Mm-hmm. But it was shocking to see. And I put it back in and it was fine. But by doing that, now I am increasing. So, you know propagating tomatoes you can do that you can do different flowers because let's not trip on that either flowers are very important in this whole Mm -hmm. food security thing we need pollinators and so why not give them a place to live so this is breaking news i did this last episode i'm not gonna keep on doing it so this is absolutely the type of thing that i speak on in a garden update which again are now found on you got to stop yeah patreon i'm just giving them a taste just a little taste I, for the first time ever, hand pollinated. And I hate it. I've hated it. I didn't want to do it. And you want to know what I hand pollinated? This is what you do to me. Can you guess? We're running out of time, so you got to guess right. Squash. God darn it. You're so much better at this guessing thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so I look, the way I had it planted, kind of the way the setup was, I watched one squash go bad. And I'm just like, you know, the pollinators aren't finding this thing, right? So I, I did actually attempt to correct that as well. But I said, listen, I finally got some male flowers here. That When the first one appeared, there were no male flowers. So I'm going ahead. I'm going to do this thing. And I did it. 
and I feel good about it. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think the idea is um, it's probably one of the least flowery areas in my garden where this particular squash plant is. So absolutely, yeah. they're important, you know. So, and I mean, don't kill yourself buying this stuff. Start the seeds. You know, we're going to be a broken record, but it goes with this food security thing, starting seeds, saving money, propagating, planting, expanding, like all of these things kind of go in. Now, do you have to do it all in one year? No, you don't. But I'm going to give you my official thought on this. Fall is the best time to plant perennials, hands down, plant them in fall. I posted on um, last year, I posted on Patreon article that the state of New York itself actually only plants in fall. They don't plant anything in the spring. They now, they did the studies, they did the tests and they did it. And then I was already in the process of doing that. And I've noticed each year that when I buy stuff in the fall, Mm -hmm. things work out better. So this year I plan to start, you know, I'm well actually next week I'll be starting all of my perennial seeds that all of my perennial seeds that don't need stratification, which is the process of a hot cold to weaken the outside of the seed in order to, for the the roots to come out of it, for it to germinate. But everything that doesn't need that, I will be planting now or starting inside, hardening off and planting in the fall. So when it comes time for them to bloom in the spring, they're already more comfortable. They've been in the ground for six months. They're ready to go. So you're going to get a faster bloom off of them and less maintenance. So my final comments, um, and they wouldn't be final. It's only because we're at at the hour mark. Um, If you're saving seeds and you're new to saving seeds, if you have any apprehensions, which generally shouldn't, uh, it's a great time before you package those things up, drop them in some dirt, do a a germination test, right? You know, um, you're you're not going to plan on truly starting them until probably next year, but let's get an idea of what you're dealing with now. You know, um, and I don't necessarily say you need to do that for, yeah, you don't have to do that for everything, you know, but you're very important crops. It doesn't hurt, you know, um, you could save yourself some some time next year. Yeah. Do 10 seeds in a wet paper towel. If seven of them germinate, you got roughly 70% germination Mm -hmm. rate. There you go. Heidi ho. Okay. So that being said, we have another special recipe from YouTube. So we'll be right back with the recipe of the day. If you guys want some backyard gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show. So thank you so much in advance and we hope you enjoy. We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram and we will share it with our listeners. So first of all, I want to say, if you want to give us a recipe, there's two places we're accepting recipes. One of them is on Patreon and the other one is on YouTube. If you could just comment into a actual podcast episode or recipe, we would appreciate it. Um, That way we can, it's easier for us to find. But this one comes from Danielle and she says, uh, she gave it to us on our watermelon recipe or our watermelon podcast about you should grow them. And I want to say this. I'm seeing a little bit of a pattern here, and I just want to say I hope that we haven't totally brainwashed everybody into simple cooking, 
But then I kind of hope we do because it's amazing. So I, but, I don't um, think we've brainwashed people into simple cooking. I believe we provided a safe space for those that have always cooked simply to say it I out like loud. That. Mm-hmm. I like that. So um, Danielle says, I have, I have a recipe of the day for you. I like the enthusiasm you have, Danielle. She said, frozen watermelon chunks, lime juice, and honey agave to taste. All blend it up, and it gives you a watermelon sorbet. Delicious and quick. Hot damn. There it is. I read I read the recipe, and I got a little teary around the sorbet. Like I'm like, that's it. That's it. That's what I'm looking for. That's what yep. I'm looking for. I'm going to try it yep. first with my store-bought watermelon. I'm just going to tell you the truth of the matter. Hey, look. She didn't say you had to grow it. <laughs> And as you know, we're all about supplementing, so you don't have to grow your watermelon, but it does help if you do. But um, no, I, I like that it's a safe space for people because, man, there's so many recipes out there that are so complicated. It's like if you want, it's like, all right, you, you got to use uh, frozen watermelon, but it's got to be diced up into no bigger than one eighth chunks. And then you've got to use uncure, uncurified, unstained cane sugar with a little bit of the stem of the lime or you know something stupid like that so super easy um danielle we're gonna try it i love it uh thank you for giving it to us and like i said if you guys want to give us a recipe which by far well i would say is becoming the the research we're doing for these newer episodes is kind of difficult but all you know the recipe (laughs) by people providing the recipe to share really takes a load off of us so thank you so much um we love them wait no no so we there's a whole plant leaf up in between the bale fix that listen to a rustle Uh, (laughs) there's a plant leaf but there's also paper and it's the same paper that was in the last episode so i didn't want to say that (laughs) there you go (laughs) but um you know don't be so complicated when you cook just enjoy the actual flavors of your food um so i hope you guys have taken you you know you can take some of these for the the food security and especially this episode and i still stand firm as if you make the changes that we've talked about we've talked about planting perennial we've briefly touched on expanding which i didn't feel like we needed to talk a whole lot about um we've talked about growing in other seasons a little bit of preserving if you do those things you're walking your way into a more secure future in one season do you still stand firm in no batavia well i maybe you zoned out i had a no that i had a really long explanation with all kinds of caveats and points and asterisks then i said i believe so i don't think i zoned out i think i got lost it's quite possible <laughs> All right, let's just call it maybe and, and be done. <laughs> hey, look, I, I I'll think, take a maybe. Remember, the aha moment was not just looking at it, what you're harvesting, then equaling food security. All of the things we've talked about lead yep. into, including harvesting what you're harvesting out of your garden today, the decisions you make, what you're planting, how you're treating perennials, like all of those things lead into it, right? So I'm going to go ahead and say yes. There it is, people. Evolution in one hour. You couldn't ask anything faster than that, can you? No, in all seriousness, um, everybody, thank you for being part of us. If you'd like to support us, you know, all the links are below. Check out the YouTube channel. It'll help support us as well. It costs you nothing. And you get a little bit more knowledge and maybe some entertainment. Um, 
I was going to say something and I forgot. How how bad is that? Where are you going to say, see ya? Oh, no, I wasn't. Actually, hold on one second. This is what I was going to close with. Um, and I hate that I'm saying it after you said that because that's not the way we do it. But all of the problems, all the many problems that can get you to where there's a food security issue, you can take all of the solutions and put them together and have a solution to food security. Oh, that was a lot. It was. Now say it. I, I need, I'm going to need you to break that down for me offline. Yeah, so, okay. so we can do that. See ya. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy.